Hi there and welcome. Now it's time for America's favorite podcast. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's fly, loose fit it. It's Cortez. If freeze and chubbies in it. It's Cortez. Leave your mark. It's about inspiring the world. One guess at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb. It's Cortez, you heard? And here is our host, Vince Cortez. This is Leave Your Mark. I'm Vince Cortez, and today's guest is Bill Saras. He's the owner and CEO of Saras Holdings Incorporated. They're known for their delicious chocolates, high standards, and exceptional customer service for over the past 50 years. Bill, thank you for coming by today. I'm excited to share your story with everyone. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. We like to start out on Leave Your Mark with where it all started and where you were born and raised here, Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. And your parents, uh, Father Frank and Mother Athena, were founders in the Saris Candy business. And she worked in the, in the office doing bookkeeping. Your younger sister, Sophia, and what was childhood like growing up in Cannonsburg? Well, you know what? It was just like any other type childhood growing up, except that I always worked with my dad. You know, we started in the basement of our home. So we lived upstairs. So, you know, I had rules too, and I used to help him, you know, and I was, you know, much younger, I guess, what, 10, 11, 12 years old. And it was snowing outside and I wanted a sled ride. He said, well, you have to make 12 bunnies first. Uh-huh. And at that time, it was one bunny at a time in one candy mold. And I never got to the 12. I never got to go out and do that. <laughs> you know what? It was a family business. And, uh, and it was all family for a long time. Now, you said that your parents were Greek immigrants coming over. So life at that time was much different than what we're experiencing in our modern era. So can you share with me some of the things that they overcame that helped provide for you and Sophia? Well, you know what? My parents were born here, but both sets of grandparents were from Greece. And my dad grew up in Cannonsburg. My mom did as well. And we lived with my grandparents on my mother's side. So everybody was in the same house and everybody would go downstairs and help make chocolates at the time. But yeah, you know what? I learned my grandfather didn't speak English very well. He would bring in the Greek newspaper and I would read the Greek newspaper and he would bring he would read the uh, American paper. And that's how we you know, you learned. That's how I learned to speak Greek you know, with him. But it was funny as I had to talk to him in Greek and he had to talk to me in English. And it was both a learning process. So that, you know, growing up like that, that was interesting. And it was fun. How old were you at that time? Oh God, they live with us the whole time from when I was a baby. So, you know. You're probably like first grade kindergarten. It started started very, very young. Wow. Those are incredibly unique stories from people coming up and making their way in that era in in America. So you're you're already ingrained in this. So you're going to school at Cannon McMillan. Um, What were some of your activities and interests at school? I mean, because coming home, wasn't necessarily just coming home and relaxing. You were coming home and going to work. I would come home and go, yeah, I would come home and help out, do my homework and make candy. But yeah, so, but I did, you know, we did have activities. I played 
tennis. I golfed. I uh, played football for a little while. Did you play in the band or were you in the course or anything like that? You know what? I did. I played music. Okay. And I didn't play in the high school band. I played in the Cannonsburg community band. So I played saxophone in the community band, which was a ball because you were playing with people of all ages and they're all from Cannonsburg playing their different instruments. We marched in parades. We did concerts. So uh, I really enjoyed it. I played it in, the, in college as well. Oh, wow. And when's the last time you played your saxophone? Uh, probably, probably <laughs> 1980. <laughs> it's great. It's down in the, in the basement stored somewhere. So th- these are, these are always great experiences. So now you're graduating high school and you go to Washington and Jefferson and you get a degree in chemistry and physics. What, what goes on in that four years? You know, every parent Okay, once their kid to go, hey, you're going to go be a doctor, you're going to be a lawyer. That's what the, you know, that was very important. Education was very important, especially people coming, you know, my grandparents, okay, pounded education learn because they never got that opportunity. Okay, and that opportunity was there. Hey, you're going to go to college. And I did have plans. I did want to go to medical school. And uh, as difficult as it was, just made a decision when I got out of college and said, Hey, uh, I think we have a better idea in the candy industry. So, um, that's the direction I went. Uh, how, how hard was that? Because I mean, it had been basically your entire life and that was home was the, the, the factory arrangement. So feeling, I mean, we're probably most strong headed at that age as well. So for you to kind of harness your emotions and step back from something you wanted to stay in the family business, was that difficult for you? Or was that something that just sort of happened naturally? It's funny is when we made the decision, okay, and as far as talking to my parents and things, you know, I just said, uh, hey, you know what, it's going to, if I go to school, it's going to ruin my golf game. And that was, was, and I said, and you know what, the way things look, I says in 20 to 25 years, that health business, that medical industry is not going to be what we're thinking. It's going to be 20 years from now. So I don't know if I, that's the direction that I wanted to go. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Be our friend on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You are listening to to Vince Cortez. We just want you to leave your mark. And then this was, at this point, you guys were pretty stable because you were 10, 15 years involved in establishing the brand and people knew about the candy. And so you come out now and... You got your first job after graduation from WJ to teach school at Upper St. Clair. So you're still not in the family business just yet. So you, you go into um, Upper St. Clair and what happens there? You know, I was always in the business, always working in the business. But after graduating, I graduated a, a semester early. In, you know, so January, it was like, Let's go to work full time. And one of the professors said, hey, I need a favor. I need a student teacher at Upper St. Clair. And you've got the qualifications for it. 
uh, can you do me do me a favor and go ahead? Well, that was supposed to be a, uh, I think just a, a four to six weeks period. And uh, you know, sadly, the person that I was working under the teacher passed away in an accident. Mm. And people at Upper St. Clair said, hey, can you stay till the end of the year and take over the classes? So, you know, here I am, I didn't, here I am honestly stuck and saying, okay, I'll do it. So that was it. And then right after that, that's when we decided uh, to really come in full time and make some choices that we did in how Sarah's Candies was going to move forward. Now, at this point, you're, um, you're a new injection uh, when you get the younger generation's energy coming in. So what role do you play in here as far as the business expanding and, and, and some of the things that you're doing that you're now known for? You know, before all we had was a candy store here in Cannonsburg. Okay, it was the candy store. We had the, the, we had built a small factory. It was thirty feet wide by hundred feet long, enough to put a candy machine in and have a candy store. So I came in and said, "Hey, you know what? There's a new thing idea. Let's go into fundraising." Okay, and here's how it's going to work. We ended up going in there, putting a fundraising program together that was unique at the time. Uh, nobody was doing it the way we were going to do it. And uh, now we had the store and now we started doing fundraising. And fundraising was a key, to a huge key to our brand and our growth. Is this something that you're still currently doing now? Because you're, you, the line of candy, I mean, you're a full-blown operation on, on many fronts with candy and ice cream and and, and all these other products now. So um, are you currently still doing the fundraising stuff? Yes, we're still doing the fundraising. You know, what's interesting, I think, on the fundraising end was, you know, when you went out and you had kids in high school or grades, elementary schools, and you had 100 kids there, okay, in each one. And if you had 10 schools, okay, that was 1,000 salespeople. Well, each one of those people, those students were selling to, their aunts, their uncles, their neighbors, their whatever. So it actually built our brand, okay? Because at the time, the only place you could get our chocolates was fundraising or come to the store in Cannonsburg. So mm. the fundraising really built our customer base. Mm -hmm. And we see it now when people come into the store and say, you know, we've been here almost 60 years. But, oh, it is 60 years. And People come in and go, oh, yeah, my grandfather brought me here. My dad used to bring me here. Okay, and then they're bringing their kids here. So, you know, that's basically when the goal was, and that built our brand. The time goes by. So it's kind of um, as far as your operation going and your yourself growing in the business and time going by, what were some of the most influential moments that you shared with your dad as far as how to develop a business and, and to continue the sustainability that you guys had now established. It's something, but it just seemed like different things would happen. Okay. When I say different things would happen, you know, it was fundraising and it was our retail store. And then uh, because of the fundraising, we expanded our facility. We just, you know, added on and each step there were steps that come in. Then we did corporate sales, okay, where businesses were buying candy to give to their customers or their employees, saying so that became uh, a part of our business. Uh, the wholesale business, where 
we sold candy to uh, uh, Rite Aids, uh, grocery chains, Giant Eagle, Shop and Save, uh, Kroger's, I think I mentioned. But, you know, so it became like a, uh, you know, I always say our business is like our hand, you know, where we have fundraising, our retail store, our wholesale, our private label, you know, and we try to do that. You know, if you lose a finger, okay, and you lose part of that, you're fine. You still have four other fingers. The old saying, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Okay, so we kind of, man, you know, that's kind of what we ended up doing. And that's what I ended up doing to make sure that we were always sustainable. We were making the top quality product. And our customer service was, you know, exceptional. Keys, all key things in each division right there that we had to move forward and expand. And we've continued to do that. Okay, our expansion, you know, we're building a new facility. This is amazing. So 60 years in business and still growing. So now all these years go by and your your dad passes away here in 2010. So at that point, how long had you two worked together in the business? Since I grew up. You know, oh, wow. So at that point, your entire life. Yes, basically. Yeah, basically, I had my hands in chocolate for <laughs> as long as I can remember. If you are listening from Australia, Florida, or just from around the corner. From East Coast to West Coast outlets, if you're not to the dirty South straight, make a left and Contact us. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. So you're probably at that point have done every aspect of the production line, the advertising and marketing, uh, human resources, the whole nine. You're fully equipped. So, I mean, it's never easy losing a parent. So how do, how do you kind of move forward here with this? Well, you know what? All along, you know, my dad had his kidney transplant in um, 2001 or two. And, you know, he slowed down. He was there, but he slowed down. And you know what? I'm a, I'm a person that delegates a lot of stuff. So we put the right people in the right places to manage their areas. And, uh, you know, you basically oversee what's going on, innovate new products, again, uh, expansion, new business, things like that. I ended up moving away from you know, I did. You're right. I did everything from scrubbing floors to delivering candy to operating the equipment uh, to doing uh, add, you know, add-ons, expansions. You know, people say if I knew, you know, if I knew then what I know now. Yeah. Uh, okay, but we don't know. <laughs> okay, it doesn't happen. But it's growth. It's building the brand. Our goal was my goal was always to build the brand. Now you touched on, you said you, your dad had the transplant. So this was a process of 10 years after the transplant, he should pass. So what was his condition with his kidney? Uh, unfortunately, our family on my dad's side has kidney disease. And surprisingly, okay, or unsurprisingly, in 1997, I was the first one that had a kidney removed. They found something there, so they had to take out my kidney. Well, after that, it seemed like a little roller coaster. Okay, then it was me. Then all of a sudden, my dad had issues, and uh, my dad's four sisters all passed with kidney disease. Okay, and my dad. So, you know, it's something that we watch. 
I watch all the time to make sure that uh, uh, we're doing the right thing. But yeah, it's it's you know it's something when that happens, and uh, you know business is great, everything else, but you have these issues that always have to be addressed. Yeah, on the health front. So now um, that's kind of a heavy psychological burden, knowing that, uh, that this is running in your family. Um, in, in your situation, how is your health currently now with only having one kidney? You just manage it. You know, you manage what you have to do. You know, so, you know, and there's, you know, there's other issues. I think I mentioned before that, you know, I had eight back surgeries. So I have some, I have back issues as well as a kidney issue, but you know what? There's a lot of people a lot worse off than I am. And uh-huh. I don't know. You don't let the health issues get in the way of the progress and of the business. I just uh, eventually, eventually somebody else is going to be sitting in this seat. Do you have any family members you think that would be prospects or interested, or is that something that's just not talked about at the moment? It's talked about, it's on the table. Okay. There are, uh, I have two daughters and two great son-in-laws. So, you know, between the four of them, uh, they'll have to figure it out. If you know. <laughs> okay. well, let me, well, while you're still around and healthy, that, that brings me to my next question. So where, where do you see uh, 2022 and beyond SARS candies uh, becoming? Well, right now, as we speak, we're building a new production facility. Okay. There's 135,000 square foot building. And we should be up and running in that building September 1st, 2023. Uh, what that's going to do is it's going to let us be more efficient. We're going we're gonna to build the facility so that we can have tours. People will be able to walk through the facility, see what's going on. And that's really, we'd love to do that. We'd love to have people come in and watch us do what we do. So that's going to be very exciting that we're going to be able to do that without anyone interfering with the production, but they'll be able to sit there and watch what's going on. I like the idea. Um, so is this in line with like maybe a little Willy Wonka kind of Disneyland kind of, cause you're talking to tour and we're, you know, instead of you're not Italian, so it's not flipping the pizzas. We're Greek. We're making <laughs> chocolate over here, but the, the watching the process is really what it's all about. You know, so I like this idea, and this is in the in the uh, the new warehouse you said, or is that going to be just for production? No, it's just it's, it's going to be a full production facility. We'll be again, full, if, yeah, if, everything if we make, you will be able to see. Okay, and then still in Cannonsburg, or yes, okay. still in Cannonsburg. We're not moving our current location as far as our retail store. Okay, that's going to stay. Uh, but all our production will be moved into the new facility. This is exciting. So it is. It you is. Know, you're it's you're expanding crazy. and getting bigger, and it's good. It's keeping you young and healthy and engaged. So I can see you're excited. Um, so this leads me to our question here on leave your mark. How would you like to be remembered? How would you like to leave your mark? Well, you know, I never really thought about how you know what kind of mark that I want to leave. I just want to make sure that our brand is sustainable and people enjoy our product. And we service these customers that we have who are 
the key, okay? Happy people, all right? Candy's a happy thing. Uh -huh. No matter when anything's going bad, uh, things like this, the pandemic and things, okay? Chocolate makes you happy. Oh, yeah, it does. It, and, it can, and it's enjoyable from, for everyone, no matter how old you are, how yeah. young you are, or whatever. Candy's, it's a happy thing. It is a happy thing. Well, this is awesome. I'm so glad to hear you're in good health and you're ambitious and still running all these days you've been in the business and you're still going. That's very inspirational. And I look forward to seeing the, the 2023 uh, new facility and, and how everything begins to roll out again for you. So thanks for coming by. I appreciate your time. And uh, we look forward to, to watching what happens. Hey, I appreciate you having me. And uh... I'll see you in about a year when you can take you and walk through. How's that? That sounds great. All right, All right, Bill, take care. All right, you take care. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark today. Tune into our next episode of Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez.